Hello. Hello. Good morning. Facebook world. Still morning. Is it morning? It is. It's still here. morning. Still morning here. <laughs> still morning here. 11 a.m. We're a little bit late. <laughs> we got Not caught too. up talking. Oh, guys, welcome. Welcome, welcome to Unedited Chats. We have resurrected Unedited Chats. Mm -hmm. And we're excited about it. And, um, we are here with Mike and Christy Fry today. We're excited about this conversation. Um, we have been talking about the the fivefold a lot around here. Before I get into what it is that Mike and Christy do, I, I want Vince to kind of break down what it is that we feel like God is doing here specifically and how that affects the nations. Yes. So really what we're wanting to bring out here is is a greater expression of the kingdom through the fivefold graces through that ministry and have all of them represented we want to have uh, uh apostles prophets teachers evangelists pastors all represented here and so you have a collective of voices or a company of people who are bringing the kingdom and just putting that on display for everybody to see and that is really what we believe uh, church should be looking like. And so we are doing a lot of uh, research and development here, a lot of R&D to see what works and what doesn't work. So you'll see this on Sundays when we're, we're live uh, for service that uh, things may get interrupted to make shifts or adjustments. Uh, it's not necessarily going to look all all neat and contained and uh, polished is the word we like to use around here. Uh, it, it won't necessarily be polished. And, and that's that's okay because we are learning. And the point of that is to be able to take that to the nations, to be able to uh, say this is a, a model of, of church that is straight out of the kingdom because we know in acts everybody brought what it is they had to share with the people yes. and that doesn't mean material possessions although that's the facet of that it's not eggs not always eggs <laughs> not always. a cup of flour not always a cup of flour either <laughs> but what it is that uh holy spirit gave them to share within uh the grace that they carry uh, what it is that they're called to do and, and so they brought that together and so that brings a full expression of the kingdom to the people. And so that's what we're working on here. And uh, so we're, we're growing. We're trying to figure out how to uh, communicate that well, what it is that we're doing. We're still working on the messaging with that and trying to say, this is what it looks like. And, and shift people's minds because we have such a... Uh, a skewed view of what some of these graces look like. And yes. we're going to get more into that today. Yes. Well, that, and, and I think that right now God is redefining what the, the fivefold actually looks like, how it should be functioning on the earth today. And, and, and that's, it's, it's causing some tension for, for church folks. And, and, and we have to be willing to sit in the tension and, and, and really be willing to be held in the fire of, of what it is that God is releasing right now, because it, it is, it is hard right now. Can we just be honest about that? Like it, it's really hard right now. It, it's, and I'm not saying that like to give anybody permission to, to 
to veer off of this path. No, let's stay on it because it's going to be worth it in the end. And I, I love it that, that Vince was talking about research and development and how God has really like introduced me to this idea. It's years ago, he started talking to me about the church should look like a teaching hospital and it should. And, and that was just him talking to me in, in terms that I could understand. <laughs> and we spent plenty of time in hospitals and, um, but it just like to be able to stop things in the middle and be to use it as a training moment. Mm -hmm. And and that's a really good segue to, to really kind of bring you guys in. Mike and Christy taught on Sunday and in the middle of it, I thought it was actually at the beginning. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're sitting. They shouldn't be sitting. We need to do something. <laughs> and this is like how my mind like runs and works. And 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 I felt like, you know, like I missed an opportunity to not stop what it was that we we're doing because I'm so accustomed to this style of doing church that mm -hmm. is supposed to be polished. Listen, I, mm -hmm. I, I come from a church dynamic where we spent probably an hour or so talking about transitions alone <laughs> in, in leadership meetings, mm -hmm. like how to make these run smoothly so that, you know, things are, and we aren't in that space anymore. Like the, the platform has changed. Mm -hmm. That is altering the platform. In fact, I would even go as far as saying like the platform is no longer in existence. It's an altar, right? Mm -hmm. Like he, he has removed our platform mentality and he is, he, that's what's happening. This is why we're having such a hard time mm -hmm. with it is because it has now become an altar where we burn, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, he's requiring us to be living sacrifices. Yeah. So with that, what Mike and Christy were, were introducing to, to our congregation on Sunday morning was the, the office of the pastor. And, and Vince and I had the, the background <laughs> intel of, of what was, what was going on. And, and so we're like, you know, sitting there on the edge of our seats of their greatest cheerleaders because we are, yes. we are, we're big fans and, and love what it is that God is unfolding for you guys right now and helping you understand. And just to give a little bit of background on that, um, we had Rebecca King come in the beginning of July, and and with that, um, uh, we had someone just prophesy a powerful word over us that we needed to replace ourselves, mm -hmm. and we had already known that. It was just confirmation mm -hmm. of, of what it was that God was wanting, and 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 then um, knew that that it was likely Mike and Christy, and and there was a series of, of confirmations even within that. And, and so we have officially brought them in as pastors, recognizing them as those who are filling the office of a pastor right now. And um, so, I don't know, maybe let's start with you, Mike, because, yeah. so Mike had a fascinating dream, and I know you probably feel like this is on repeat right now, but sometimes yes. we have to repeat ourselves a hundred hey, million times. We've got a lot of people on here who haven't, I know, have not heard yes. this, so. Welcome, so, everyone. Yes. Uh, you are in for a treat with what Mike has to share. Oh, we do have friends. Uh, so. Oh, I love uh, friends. Yeah, we got, we got some friends from all over. Oh, my gosh. Jean's on, uh, Tiffany, yeah. Anne-Marie. Oh, goodness. I don't know how to pronounce all of these names, but mm -hmm. welcome. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. You are so welcome here. All right, Mike. Okay. So um, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm not one that generally dreams and sleep. Um, you know, pretty, pretty gray, black and white. So when I have a, a dream that has color or is very vivid or anything like that, I'm kind of put on notice. And, um, 
before kind of as all this was in the works behind the scenes and unbeknownst to us, um, I, I did have a, a dream that really impacted a lot of what progressed in the next, you know, weeks, weeks to follow that. Um, so I guess I'll go through it and we can kind of yeah, see yeah. what came out, out of it. Um, but um, we were we were in this mansion or I was standing in this mansion and I was surrounded by people that I trusted. So it, it felt like people I um, do life with here. Um, nobody really stood out, but you could tell it was that, you know, the family in a, in a mansion with me. Um, very, very lush, um, decorated well, very comfortable, um, kind of like a castle type feel, but but very homey. Um, and there, there was a commotion outside and there's people outside that were, were bringing like fire bombs against us, um, knowing that, that they were intending to, to burn down this mansion. Um, and there are people from my past, like old coworkers and things, um, you know, people from my past that, um, that were bringing this against us. Um, and as... Um, as we were like trying to, to bring up arms against these, figure out what to do, find things to defend ourselves or call 911 or whatever it was, um, the, this, this person came in, um, a, a female figure that just swept us away and out the back door. And as we were going through this, um, this back door, we were swept into like a rolling hill courtyard and um, we were running, just running so fast. And then it started feeling like we were floating. Um, and then, you know, to, to a certain extent, then it felt like we were no longer running away from something, but actually running towards something. Um, after that, we, we came into a cemetery and um, were quickly swept through that um, onto like a, a very gleaming white um, structure that that is a stronghold. And it just very much felt like it was being swept through through death into like the the stronghold of, of God's heart for us. So um, it took a while to get to that point. It took a while to break down like what the heck just happened. Um, but but in the end, I mean, it, it, I don't think it could be anything else. So yeah, yeah, nailed it. Great, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when, when when Mike came in and told us this dream, Vince and I are going. Oh my gosh. It was comfort, more confirmation for us mm -hmm. that, that God was calling you guys into something that was really more stable and firm. You guys have been a fixture around here and a huge help to what it is that, that God has been doing. But it was just kind of like a confirmation that you need to be in this mm -hmm. thing, in this role as, as pastors. And, um, and, and so then from there, you guys told us yes, which was so exciting. And um, I wondered if you could just kind of like help us understand, like, how did you, how did you come to this conclusion that this is indeed, because oftentimes we don't know what it is that, that we're saying yes to. And so how did you, how did you work through that process? And like from the ask to the yes, I'm throwing, I'm throwing it out. You guys told me yeah. to put you on the spot and Do come it. up with things. So here we go. Yeah. Um, I don't. Do you have Do you have anything off the top? I think the biggest thing for me was the pastoral ministry. Anytime, and 
I've been in church leadership. I've been in leadership from high school on. Anytime I've taken any type of get to know you personality thing, it very much leads to that heart of the pastor, the true heart of the pastor. And we can get into that a little bit more later, but that's, so that's, I've always known that. I went to school to be a therapist, to sit with people and pull on people's hearts is something that's always been there. So for Angie and Vince to say, hey, I see you guys in this. I'm like, well, yeah, I've known that for a long time. And I think the other part was Angie said in the prophecy that they were, that you guys need to be replaced. And that at first I'm like, uh, I'm not replacing them because you can't replace Angie and Vince. Like that's not there. And when we really broke that down and they're like, not necessarily replace, but come with us along this journey and help us bring a fuller picture into this house, our house. That's like, I can see myself doing that. And I think that's one of the things that really came. It's like, okay, I'm not doing this alone because Michael and I cannot do this church on our own. And it's not taking over. It's not replacing. It's coming alongside to give a better picture of God to the people. Yeah. And so that's where I'm like, yes, I can see myself doing that. I can see myself helping give a better picture to the people. So would you say so. that there was fear involved? In oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. There still is. There still is. <laughs> but you're doing it anyway. Yes, I'm doing it anyways. Yes. And then they asked us to teach on Sunday, and that brought up a whole nother. But as Angie said, she's like, I almost wish she, I wish she had in the moment stopped us and said, nope, try this again and try this from this angle because that's what it is, yeah. is we're learning. I don't, I often don't get up in public speak because not my thing that I love to do, yeah. but to be pulled into that and say, nope, you're going to try this anyways, because I see this in you. And when you have people that are cheering you on and see that in you, it makes it easy to say you're yes, even when you feel like you're frozen in fear of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But it's easier to say you're yes when you have those people yeah. that are there like, okay, yeah. So, and we've been having, we had weeks or, or months of just aimlessness, you know, mm -hmm. where it, it feels like we've, we've been called to move, but we didn't know the footing that we had. And then when we were having the conversation and it wasn't the conversation of, Hey, do you want to be a pastor? Like, like you said, it's, yeah. it's the, like, we have this, we have this opportunity what is it going to look like? How are we going to form this? How, how does, you know, how do your callings and, and your gifts help further this? So it wasn't a, Hey, do you want to be a helper and help? It's how is this going to look like mm -hmm. what we carry and what we naturally have and what right. we're called to do. Yeah. And that's just a very different ask than a lot of things in the past where it's like, Hey, do you want to help with children's church? Do you want to help with right. where this is, you know, how can you, you come and be you and mm -hmm. expand this margin that we have? Right. And when we first met with them, they had a, maybe a page where it's like, here's what we see this looking like. It wasn't like we got handed a manual and said, here, this is how this is going to happen. But it's like, here's this page. How can you guys help us develop this? Which then it's like, okay, recognizing what we bring to the table, what we bring and full finishing, filling in the details of what this is. And I think that's a document that will continue to change even as we grow in this because we don't know what this looks like. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing for me that really helped the yes is I started meeting with Angie and Vince. 
for some own things that were going on in my life, I had a dream of cutting down trees and cutting out branches for my life. And Angie reached out to me and said, Hey, I feel like we need to meet with you. And I'm like, yes, so do I like this needs to happen. And, um, through many sessions with tears involved and everything, I'm just really like, what am I cutting out? I feel like through that and through my own work and God's work in my heart, I feel like I finally got my house back, my own home back and figured out. And it's like, okay, now God wants me to move on to his greater house. And we've always called our church. If you've ever been here, people always say, oh, it feels like I'm at home. Cause that's what we have here is we have a home, we have a family. And so God worked quickly. Like this was weeks that I met with them before we had the conference and all of that. And I was like, okay, now ready for the next thing. Yeah. So, and we even knew when I started meeting with them, like this is going to move fast and we're moving fast for something. Yeah. And this just, it fit. Mm-hmm. It was like the missing piece of like, this is what we're moving fast for. Oh gosh. And, and we did know that it yes. was an accelerated pace that, that God was working at. And I mean, like, Credit to you, Christy, because this was, it was a deep work <laughs> it was. that God was doing yeah. in you, and you were so willing to, to do the work. So yeah. bravo, because not everybody is. They no. think they are, but they're not. Yeah. Um, so with, with pastoral ministry or the pastoral mm-hmm. grace, um, it's the most commonly used word mm-hmm. within church is pastor. We all feel as if we are familiar with what that means. You throw the word out pastor and immediately our minds run to, oh, they're the ones that are over the whole thing, right? Because in our in our Western culture, pastors run churches. Mm-hmm. It's just what we've done. But it is, it is a very misunderstood role. And and this has caused problems. And we, we had a conversation prior to, to going live about like, some of the some of the church hurt that perhaps you all have experienced even is because we call everyone who's in church leadership pastors mm-hmm. and they're not. So we have an expectation put on church leadership that they should have the ability to comfort mm-hmm. and yeah. and and bring the the care and that they are the ones who can walk with you and and through the hard things and and I'll be the first to admit that's that's not true like not not all um church leaders are capable nor should they they will make a mess out of things that they attempt to walk with you through your your difficult processes I'm not saying that we are not called to care and to love deeply Mm -hmm. one to another because that is true we are like that is the aim but but if I and to engage with somebody in a really painful, listen, I am like, let's, let's pull up our big girl pants and let's go. Like we need to run. And that's what you're going to get from me is, is like, God sends me people who are ready, like to be on that accelerated path because I know they're ready to fly. They're ready to step into something and that I will make a mess out of, and, and you will too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we slap labels on people yeah. without understanding what it actually means. And pastor's one of those. That, that's the biggest one that we slap the label on. And and it's it's unfortunate that we've done that because it has created a huge mess. Uh, people just don't understand what it means to have a pastoral grace on you and, and what it what it means to have one of the other graces. Because if I try to function as a pastor, it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work. 
Right. Yeah, I'm looking to build. I'm not looking to um, to necessarily nurture or nourish. So, yeah. Yeah. arguably, you don't probably want a pastor to lead a church. I, it would not work well if I was the one that was trying to teach and be the apostle of where we're moving next. That's not going to happen. We're just going to be sitting in a circle and telling feelings like this is this is group therapy now. Well, and not. Not yeah. where are we going to go, where are we going to fly to. This is we're going to be stuck in each other's muck and yes. never move past And that's that. where hurt comes also is when you do put pastors, the true pastor in that heart, in part of leadership. Um, this actually just brought up a book that I read. And the book is this girl that had been raped, something terrible. And she actually went to another church because she was seeking out counsel about what do I do? Yeah. I don't want to have an abortion, like, but people are telling me I should have an abortion because I had a rape. Like all of this, Right. Living it now. Like, people are here now living this. And she went to this church who the leader was a pastor and had this pastor heart. But he had already been in trouble for giving, like, giving advice in from his pastor heart out because it wasn't leading the church in a great way. And so he had to look at this poor girl who was broken and said, I can't help you. Which then just turned her and said, the church no longer wants to yes. help you. And that hurt her more than if he was able to actually function as a pastor and sit with her and walk through this with her, then it would have been a completely different outcome. But because he was put in a position of leadership and the high leadership in his church of what it was, he was told he couldn't function in his gift anymore. Don't be you. Don't be you. And that actually led to this girl being hurt and crushed and all of this and the story. So... We can't, and that's, I guess, coming back to the fact of we can function as pastors in this house, but we cannot function as a prophet and as apostle, and we cannot move forward without those other pieces. Right. Yeah. It's so good. It's so so valuable to have these conversations because I think that so much church hurt Mm -hmm. comes from misunderstanding what it is that, that we carry, what, what, what individuals carry, and, and to, to have that expectation on someone. This is the silliest story ever, but I remember I was in my mid-20s, and um, you guys, this is so, so silly, but it's just a perfect example. Somebody had brought a, a couple of pies to my house for a gathering that we were having, and it was late summer, and so, you know, it was outside, there were flies everywhere or whatever, and there were flies all over these pies. And I just threw them away because should people eat pies? That, anyway, that's not the point. And, <laughs> no. And so, so this person had asked me later, you know, so did you enjoy the pies? I was like, well, actually, because very black and white. <laughs> I've been on a journey of adding color. But <laughs> very, very black and white. I was like, Oh, no, they got thrown away because there were flies. You know, I just very straightforward. It didn't occur to me that I was going to wound this person because I threw her pies away. And um, I, again, I realize this is a very silly example, mm-hmm. but I'm not made to understand that she poured over these pies and that they she had an emotional attachment mm-hmm. to them. I am very direct about what it is that I'm communicating. And, and I got in trouble. Like, seriously, I was talked to over this whole thing about, 
how you could have better approached that, Angie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so what you want me to do is lie. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how black and white I am. Mm -hmm. It's like right, wrong, you know, because that's how God created me. And it is for a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's it's so that, that I am able to be radically obedient. He says to do something, I do it. And um, it's got me in trouble because of the expectation. Number one, I am a female. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I, I am woman. And so there's an automatic expectation that that also means that I am going to to nurture and to, to nourish, right? And, and I can't do that because I'm a mother. And But it's not my natural bent. I mean, ask my kids. They fall down. Boom, boom. Get up. You know, I mean, like, it's not, I'm not going to be the one that's like, oh, let's put a Band-Aid over that. No, because wounds are good. (laughs) They teach us something. And so my mind just thinks completely opposite of what a a pastor would tend to think. You guys exist for the wounded, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. like, you're able to come along and to to sit with them in that, not to hold them hostage to that. But, and I love that, that you, you brought up, you know, a pastor shouldn't actually be the one spearheading a, a, a church because they'll just sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, not, that's not the position that the church should be in. There should be movement. And one of our least favorite things is the, the conversation about the difference between a lake or a pond and a river that, mm-hmm. you know, churches get stuck in in building lakes with the dam and the, you know keeping mm-hmm. everything in oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it just, it becomes stagnant with no movement it can it can so quickly become oppression even like mm-hmm. it, it turns from hand holding the hostage yes. very very quickly Come on. yeah that's a good word yeah you should actually read what it is that you wrote yeah about a pastor and i and i can i mean these these words came to me later as i continued you know, to, to break this down. And it, it seemed very powerful. And I think it still is. So. It is. Um, this is what came out of it. We, we have those who knock on the door running towards us with fire in hand. We, we stand frozen in fear, muck and mire in our own vanity. These walls in which we sit are white furnishings comfortable, but to no avail it is burning down around us. Our pride keeps us stationary. Our vanity keeps us from stepping forward out of the crowd. The attack is happening and is happening now. Our shepherd, our mother's heart, is sweeping us away through green pastures, through death, into the safe holds of God's heart. The shepherd's heart is one of fierceness, boldness, and swiftness. The old pastor is no more. There's no time for pastors to be handholders, relationship menders, and oppressors. Shepherds go after the lost, cutting away the brambles, and hobbling them in truth, freeing them from what is restraining them, slowing their hearts, and placing them into the peace of Holy Spirit hobbling their legs to keep them in this space. I believe these pastors are not meant, not meant to be meek, but are meant to swoop in when all is in shambles, have biting words moving on. Much like those barking orders to improve, pastors must lift the faces, speak the truth, no matter the cost, and send on their way. So good. Every, every time you read that, I just want to sit in it. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it's such a juxtaposition to what we have been taught mm-hmm. that that pastors are, and that you know they, they just gather. And honestly, I mean, this is why we end up like the things that matter are the metrics of the church, mm-hmm. butts and seats, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that it's become a, a pastoral 
anointing that is leading the church mm -hmm. and, and and it's got to stop and i love it that you said that the old pastor is no more mm -hmm. the old pastor can't exist anymore it's a, it's an old paradigm it might have worked for a season but yeah. but no more and that's not to give us permission to go so far off in the other direction mm -hmm. that we end up with you know the 1980s shepherding movement that was abusive in nature. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, I think that that was also produced from probably apostles and prophets pretending to be shepherds mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and just becoming overbearing. And, and really what we need is the fullness of the fivefold, mm -hmm. the full expression of God's nature active in the kingdom of, of God. It, it only works if that's the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if you're not coming from it in a personal heart leading nature yeah. it, it is just injurious i mean it, it just injures i love the fact that in each of these in, in the fivefold you have different um, facets of each one so mm -hmm. for the two of you both pastors but both coming to that with something different mm -hmm. in terms of one wanting to be able to uh, sit with the people in mm -hmm. what is what's going on in their lives and be able to help them and, and, and offer them something that pulls them out. And the other wanting to uh, shepherd them to fertile uh, fields to, uh, to feast on and, mm -hmm. and, and to cause the people to feast. And that is, that is a, a movement that's yes. happening. That is a directing. That's not a coddling like you talked mm -hmm. about. That's not a, a hand-holding thing because there isn't necessarily time for that always. Sometimes you have to have the flock moved, have the people moved where it is you know they need to go to and pointing them in the right direction. So I love that in, in each of the graces, there is always a different way of that being expressed. And so that is something else that we're excited about around here, seeing the way the different uh, prophets are expressed mm -hmm. and, and what it is that they bring to the table. Same with, with all of the others. So it, it's really exciting to see that uh, from you guys as well. Yeah. I think one of the greatest examples of this is when we were doing the conference, Angie came to me and said, hey, can you help make sure we have food for our guests and taken care of? I easily could come up with exactly what we need. I made sure we had everything. And Michael came by and was like, okay, dial it back a little bit. What is actually practical? And like, so both of us as hospitality and wanting to show love and grace to our people and that we're coming in was there. And so between the two of us, I was able to quickly pick up, what was it? Chocolate covered almonds, which happened to be like, it wasn't on our list, but I'm like, Hey, this is something we need. But then Mike was able to say, okay, wait, let's think about this. What's going to be practical to make this happen in the most efficient way. And so that's something as simple as food of, I would have ended up making something take a lot longer because I'm thinking of the people's needs, not always of how is this actually going to get done and how is this going to look on the bigger picture of it. And so between the two of us putting together food, it worked out beautifully. We had food ready. They had food all the time. Anybody that was here working or anything had snacks yeah. constantly and we had it. But if I had tried doing it by myself, it would have been stressful. And those around me would have seen that because it wouldn't have flowed quite as nice. Where having both of our gifts in there yeah. made that flow really yeah. nicely. Yeah, that's a good example. 
yeah, you guys did do phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, seriously, like there was never a moment that anybody was wanting. Because <laughs> it was just, you guys just did such a great job. Um, do you have any other? No. The other thing that I was thinking of is so often we see this in our church is people want to come to Angie and Vince. They want to sit with them. And I was just kind of thinking through why you want to. And I think it's because oftentimes we want that quick fix and a quick fix can look like a prophetic word. Oh, that's the word there. I'm going to fix that's going to fix it. And it doesn't always, you don't want to sit and go through the mud and the junk. And that's where my clinic can sit with of getting you through that mud and the junk. And so I know as humans, it's easy to want that quick fix. Go to your apostle, go to your prophet, right? They're going to give you direction and give you a word and go. But that's not going to sit with you and you aren't going to be able to do anything with that if you aren't ready. So So if you aren't sitting with a pastor, whoever that is in your life, to work through the mud and the junk in your life, those words are going to get lost in everything else. Those directions that the apostles giving you of how to move forward are going to feel too big to even know where to start because you have so much else weighing you down. So yes, it's easy to want to go and sit with them because it's amazing. It's amazing to get, hear what God's saying to you and have direction and feel like you have the purpose and everything. But oftentimes you are going to leave that meeting with them more lost and more confused yes. because all of your other life and everything else is mudding yeah. your vision. Yes. No, that's so true. And, and we, we experienced this firsthand where we were actually breaking people, like <laughs> working with them was actually wounding them <laughs> because here's the deal. Like if, if we don't have the integrity to be able to carry what it is that the, an apostle and prophet can add to our lives, mm-hmm. then it, it, it wounds us. Like yeah. we aren't actually, it, it, it incapacitates us. We're not capable of moving forward. And and so I love that what you're saying is working through yes. the mud and, and not sitting in no. it, yeah. but working through right. it. And, and that's what's needed. And, and I kind mm-hmm. of see it in, in somewhat of a, and this isn't, you know, across the board, but in this part of, of the conversation, it's like a, the factory, right? Like there's mm-hmm. different parts of the factory that are necessary for the thing to come out as mm-hmm. a, a ready production. Yeah. And and I, I feel like that's, that's what's true even in the church is we've had so many missing ingredients, mm-hmm. which is why Christians have no integrity right now is because we're, we're moving from one thing, one end of the spectrum to the, the furthest end. And, and, and there's the in-between work hasn't been done. And, and so people are folding. And this is why we have so many leaders within our American churches today that are in trouble. And, and honestly, it, it's because of the culture we've created in our Westernized Christianity, and it's not working. We think that we can just put the facade up and we're going to be okay. Wear the mask. We're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all okay. It's it, fine. Well, yeah. Fine. It's not working. It's not working. We no. have really missed out on the grace of a true pastoral anointing. Yeah. 
we need it. We need it. I have needed it mm-hmm. in my own life. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, if I would have had this in my life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and I did to an extent. Like, so my early adult life, we were under a real pastor. I mean, this guy was the real deal. He was the one that was at the bedside of the hospital. I mean, he was making all the phone calls. He was making sure the sheeple were taken care of. And and he's the one who actually helped develop the prophetic call on my life because he was always saying, Angie, what's God saying? What's God saying? So just because it's a pastoral grace doesn't mean you can't call out the prophet, mm-hmm. right? True. Yeah. Like that, that's part true. of it. Like yeah. you have eyes to see and you're going to be able to, to direct people mm-hmm. in the, the path that they go. And I think that that is such an honor to be able to be at the start with people mm-hmm. and kind of help define and, and bring some, some shape and structure to the lives of people. Yeah. And I know I said at the beginning, like I started meeting with Angie and Vince and it was fast. I had been doing work before that. Yeah. I had sought out a therapist who I knew I did my research. I knew she was, she's a pastor. Like that is her heart. She is a pastor. And I met with her for a while first and really worked on myself before I was ready to hear what they had to tell me to move me forward. And that's where it has to play in there is it wasn't just, Oh yeah, I'm just ready. And I moved on. No, I had to seek out my own pastor to find somebody to help pull me through the mud that I was stuck in to be ready to really hear and receive what they were telling me to be ready. Cause I would not be here today. If I hadn't, if I hadn't sought out that pastor to say, okay, come on, pushing me through. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I'm ready for the next thing because of that. Right. So, yeah. oh, so good. And I, you know, our intention, like Vince said at the very beginning, is is we we want to be able to establish a, a team mm-hmm. of the yeah. fivefold here so that we can really start seeing okay how does this work I mean like mm-hmm. I am so excited about this just to, to be able to 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 see what it looks like to have a full functioning mm-hmm. expression of God in individual houses mm-hmm. across the world. I mean, I, I'm yeah. so excited about this and that, that God is like letting us in on it and mm-hmm. that, that we get to be a part of it, to partner with mm-hmm. it. And um, I, I, we're, look, we're looking for the rest of them. Where, where are the evangelists, the teachers, and, and the, the, the prophets? We've got things for you to do. Shoo! Come <laughs> on, come all. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm excited. I think that, that so often throughout church history, um, we've opted to not work well together. Mm-hmm. And, and and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to terrorize that lie right now because here's the deal. Vince is, is an apostle and, and I am a prophet and we work so well together. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how well an apostle and a prophet can actually work together. And all I've heard my entire life is that they can't get along, which I think is the most ridiculous thing Ever. Yeah. Because we can. Mm-hmm. We can get along. But you have to be unity minded. You have to be. You have to have a, a, a oneness mindset of the, we are the bride of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And we have to be willing to see ourselves as one. He, he mm-hmm. tells us we are one body 
We are one body with many functions. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we got to work it out, people. We got to work it out. We got a big job to do. And, and I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about it. I know you have things to say. Oh, just thinking about the body, you know, in you can't despise one body part uh, or, or have one body parts, you know, feeling less than because they're not something else. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, the foot can't be upset because it's not an eye. The eye can't be upset because it's not an ear. And, and, and despising each other because of the gifts God has given us. Yeah. We each have a part to play. And that, that's, that goes back to what I was talking about a little while ago. You have two or three pastors together, but they're each going to bring a different, um, a different expression of what it means to be a pastor. Absolutely. And that, that's important. And so we have to celebrate these things and yeah. we have to understand that, that it's okay to have a different expression of pastors. It's okay to have a different expression of prophets. Because yes. you absolutely know Prophets come in different flavors mm -hmm. and <laughs> bring different things, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and that's going to be seen throughout each of of the graces there. And so, um, it, it is an important thing to remember that the, the body needs to function as one, like Andrew was talking about. Without that, we are just going to continue to have uh, a disruption, a, a confusion. And things are just not going to work well. And we are going to continue to wound people with that mindset and bringing those things into yeah. uh, ministry. And mm -hmm. so For sure. uh, that, that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. And I think that by and large, what we are seeing is that the kingdom is invading the church. Yes. Right? Right. Like, let's go. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I'm so excited. I'm excited that, that, that God is God is so invested in us mm -hmm. that He would come alongside. Now I understand that right now things are intense. Like God is not playing around, and and it is there is an intensity of of what it is that that He is is demanding right now, and He is being demanding right now, and it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. And so we've spent a little bit of time talking with Mike and Christy about like. You know, people are, are restless right now. They don't know how to sit in this and are, you know, so like rattled that they, they are needing to even find somewhere to pin the blame. And, and so we talked a little bit about this. And so I wondered if you guys would just address this because I know that this is, this is worldwide, that, that God has like seemingly turned up the fire to high. And I don't, I don't know when he plans to turn it back down, but we're at like a boiling point mm -hmm. and, um, and how, so how from a, a pastoral grace, do you, do you advise people in this? I'm putting them on the spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the, the pastor's heart is, is difficult because we want to, we want to be able to just like shield, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. They don't like that. We're feeling, we're feeling this weirdness, you know, like, Ooh, the atmosphere is static today, you know, but, but in reality, it has to be the, the greater mindset of this is hurting, but it's getting us where we need to go to turn back down. The fire would actually be um, detrimental to all of us, you know, yeah. 
we we need to help remind people to take anything you hear take it in yourself take it to god and and be able to figure that out in our own you know it, nothing anybody says should should dissuade or persuade you to do anything it should be taken you should be able to filter it through yourself and then get out what what god wants you to hear i mean i think all of these things feel targeted just to you because you're the one that needs to do the work you know that would be the only thing we want to persuade people of is run to Holy Spirit yes. and have a conversation. Break oh, things man. open. Because without that, what, what, what are you doing? Right. I think when that feeling of you want to tell somebody immediately, you're wrong, this isn't right. Yeah. Like, And we all have those feelings at times. Like, just it's nothing special to you, nothing wrong with you. We all have that feeling of wanting to automatically point, you're wrong, that's not right, that's not true, or what is this? Stop yourself in that moment and go to God, go to Holy Spirit and say, what's really going on? And there are times that you have to point out to somebody, hey, that hurt, that wasn't right, that was too sharp for me, like, can you please help me walk through this? There are times of that, but a lot of times, Holy Spirit's going to say, hey, do you see this part of your life? This is what I'm talking about. This is where I want to pull you through this. And to remember that I think a boiling, and the first thing that came to mind was boiling sugar. When you boil and you heat sugar, that's how you make candy. Like that's how the sweet comes, yeah. right? And lots of things, right? Diamonds are made under pressure, yeah. right? Nothing, nothing comes without the pressure of it. And if we turn that down, it doesn't work. <laughs> Things don't work. To go backwards doesn't work. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. Offense is a great indicator of where yeah. you need to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Speaking into a mirror to, to yes. me, <laughs> um, offense is a great, a great way for me to know that I'm lacking somewhere. Yes. yes. Well, when we first sat down and kind of started talking, Angie and Vince said, hey, can you read the latest blog post that's on life.org? If you haven't been there, you should definitely check out the blogs. Um, but they're like, <laughs> but they're like, what, how'd you feel? And Michael immediately says, I like it. I'm like, I was offended. <laughs> I was offended. And I was offended because they're asking hard questions. They're asking hard questions and just like, shoot. I'm not where I need to be. And it wasn't like I was offended at them. I was offended that Holy Spirit would point this out. Because sometimes it's like, really? Really? You're going to point this out again? That this isn't where God wants me. And it's not God pointing out, you're lacking, you're worthless. It's, hey, come here. I want you to come this way. This is where we need to go. There's something greater over here. And you have to look at those and take them and say, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Because you can sit in offense all day, and we love to. You can make your Facebook post about being offended, all of that. Or you can choose to take that, take it to Holy Spirit, and figure out what you need to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Offense is going to serve you one way or the other. Yes. You just need to decide which way. Yes. And yeah. It's either going to send you into anger and isolation and uh, setting yourself up as the accuser, 
-hmm. or it's going to send you running into the Holy Spirit yes. and yes. into growth. Yes. It's good. God offends the mind to reveal the heart. Yes. And that's what he's interested in. Yeah. It is, is the heart. And, you know, what? one of the things that we've been saying a lot around here is investigate me, Holy Spirit. Like, yes. search my heart. You create in me a clean heart. And um, and that needs to be that needs to be the cry of everyone who mm -hmm. loves Jesus is I, I want what you want from me and right now mm -hmm. what he wants for us is refining and yes. and so he he has declared that he's an all-consuming fire and we have to make room for that mm -hmm. and with that I just kind of had a fun picture of you guys as, as fire walkers mm -hmm. like you're 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 capable of holding people in the flame like that that's part of that grace is mm -hmm. that. You can stand with them yeah. in it, and, and there's a comfort that you do bring, not to withhold the fire, mm -hmm. but to be with them in it. Yeah. So I think that that's really good and important, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Last words? I have none. You have none? Big things. Big things happening. Yeah. Big things. Yes. And it's exciting. Take this conversation. Go to Holy Spirit with it. Yeah. Take it. Like we said, we're learning. Yeah. We're learning. We may come back next week and say, just kidding, Holy Spirit actually really leave this to us. Mm -hmm. Right? We don't have it all perfect. We're learning. So take it to Holy Spirit. Ask what he wants you to do with it. Yeah. And then maybe listen to it again. Yep. Yeah. And that's just it. It's like it, we, we are not in the business of telling people what they no. should do. Like that, that would be feasting on the wrong tree, right? Yeah. We are uninterested in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There is no, there is no right way to do something. There is a, a Holy Spirit intended way for you to do something, right? Like what works for me isn't going to work for Christy. God isn't requiring what he's asking of me for Christy. That's, that's just not in his nature. He is so intimate and capable of having one-on-ones yes. <laughs> with each of us. And so that, that's what he wants. Really, really wise words and like run to Holy Spirit yeah. and ask yeah. him like, what, what is my takeaway here? Yeah. What is it that you have for me in all of this? Yeah. So, well, with that, I think we're saying goodbye. Yes. Right. Guys, thanks for, for being <laughs> a part this yes. morning. We love you.